0: Friends, we're continuing our season on the Twilight Zone in uh, Twilight Zone directors with the uh, movie The Shootist. We're gonna talk about the movie. We're gonna talk about the director Don Siegel. His Twilight Zone episodes—they're not very good. Um, I'm sure we'll probably end up talking about Clint Eastwood because I don't know how like him and Don Siegel are—you know—pretty combined. They're bros. Yeah, John Wayne. We're gonna have more John Wayne talk. And uh little question for you guys about favorite you know, favorite actors and actresses from classic Hollywood period. Since these are very old people in the shootist at this point.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, this is uh an ARP movie. a yeah. r p
0: <laughs> Yeah, this was they had a lot of ads for this in the Reader's Digest when it came out, I'm sure. Uh,
2: excuse me um do you did you guys have readers digest like family relative like oh my grandpa oh.
0: had readers digest and i
2: Every, loved everyone's it. everyone's grandparent my had reader's
1: digest. well i had an old rob i'm surprised you had an older dad and i had an older dad my dad would always pick up readers digest and it was always oh. like it was always like an adventure tale about like you know like a guy would get caught in a mountain crevasse or something <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. then there then there'd be like uh oh, what was it was like people would send in jokes and then they yes, would print the them. Jokes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. it still around?
0: I can't there is there's a the website's still around. I is don't know. Is the website I,
2: just like the ads you see on the bottom of web web like websites?
0: Yeah, it seems like it would be. I, I Is it just I catheter don't...
2: ads?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like diabetic socks. Shh. <laughs>
0: Listeners, welcome to a new episode of Midnight Boys Present, a free podcast. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by my sawbones and friends, Joe and Duff. Can, can I say something? Yeah, you can say anything you want. It's a podcast. It's nice to be out west with you guys again.
3: Ooh.
1: Yeah, return, yeah. return to the western.
0: Yeah, is this the first western we've done on this show?
1: Probably, I oh,
0: think. Oh, boy. uh Yum, yum, yum. I love Uh, (laughs) westerns. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is. Um, Yeah, so we're talking about, uh, we're continuing our season of Another Dimension. You may be wondering, hey, didn't you call it something else the previous episode? I did, and then we took a few weeks, and then I recorded again and realized that's a dumb name. We're calling it Another Dimension. That's what's called now. Also I'm not cr-
1: fixing the old one. Crossing over was that uh that Charlatan guy's show where he just like
2: Oh yeah. Where
1: <laughs> where uh John Edwards, that's the John guy. Edwards. Where, oh, yes. John where Edwards he, he would just so. like he would just record the audience ahead of time. Like he would put mics out there and then he would come out and he's like I feel like someone has lost someone named Bev, and then someone's like, My grandmother named Bev. John
0: Edwards, like the former Democratic nominee?
1: No, it was no. it was he was also named John Edwards. Because oh, so I was gonna you, say you
2: are not allowed to tell that joke. <laughs> Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> maybe you can go on maybe you can go on after dark, Joe.
1: Um I'll just one thing I'll uh. say. Um how how pissed is John Edwards which one the politician okay how pissed is he that he's like wait you can just like lie and pretend the scandal didn't happen and it'll go away i know like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah
2: you philandered you, at the wrong
1: time yeah
0: do you, do you remember <laughs> you know what it is uh because his wife got cancer right and then he left her or is that sort of the story uh
1: he was cheating on her he he had a, a love baby i think a love she was he had,
0: a, he had a cancer wife didn't he
1: he had both i think Oh, which okay. makes it
0: makes it worse. Yeah, yeah. Did you know he asked when his wife got the diagnosis? Mm. <laughs> Joe is so mad. I, Joe is so
2: I don't mad. Think, I feel like you're not telling it right now.
0: Well, when his wife got the diagnosis, yeah. Um, uh, John Edwards asked her how many more times they can have sex.
2: What? What did she
0: say? Two more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Legitimately, I think the worst joke you've ever—it no,
1: no one even pronounces it that way.
2: <laughs> I think I really think you need to sign up for the Reader's Digest joke. Yeah,
1: you should. You should, should submit that.
0: Oh my God, where are we? Okay, we're talking about we're continuing. We're, we're we're coming. We're going into another dimension. Continuing the Twilight Zone season, we're looking at directors who worked in Twilight Zone. And also made movies. And we were talking about, I would argue, one of the biggest directors outside of Richard Donner, who we mentioned we won't talk about because we talked about almost every movie he made already. Or
2: Donner with him.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, Is Don Siegel um, directed two different episodes of Twilight Zone, which um, I watched one of them. Uh, They're both on the final season of Twilight Zone. And uh, I watched Uncle Simon. There's another one called The Self-Improvement of Salvador Ross. Now, let me tell you guys. <clears throat> I used the old rankings I saw, I think, on like that Pace Magazine rankings. And Uncle Simon was, uh, let's see, the uh, the 99th best Twilight Zone episode, and the Salvador one was 120th. So pretty low-rated ones.
1: The n- Neither of these ever come up in the top 10 or 20. Nope. The, these are the forgotten ones. So... I'm- I I know I've seen um, Uncle Simon, but it was a long time ago. It's not good. That's where Uncle Simon is mean and makes a robot, right?
0: Yes. So Uncle Simon is a mean uncle, and he makes his niece, who's also very mean, wait on him all the time. And uh, he's always in his little lab working on stuff, and uh, she waits on him because, well, when he dies... It'll be her. Everything will be hers. And he yeah. calls her all sorts of names and insults, like a bovine crab and a <laughs> and a peanut headed sample of nature's carelessness. <laughs>
2: I, I feel like you're kind of describing. If I, it's been a while since my college days. I feel like you're basically describing the way John Milton um, wrote. I think he just made. He was like pretty much blind. Okay. And he just—he was—I think he's was just a huge prick—and he made his daughters like actually write out
0: his books, like *Paradise Lost* oh. and stuff. Wow. Well, so so this is about uh, Uncle Simon, and then in an argument on the stairs, he goes to hit her with his cane, and she and she blocks him, causing him to fall down the stairs and die, I guess. And uh, and he. He uh, he's asking for help. He's not dead yet. I think he breaks his back, and she just doesn't help him. <clears throat> so is then,
2: it, is a cane like the funniest
0: object yes. to be abused with? Yes, I think so. And, I mean, I'm and, sure it's and not humiliating. At, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, after Uncle Simon died, in the will, he learned, she learns that she needs to live in the house and look after his last invention as well, or else. She doesn't get everything. Okay? Alright. The last invention is a robot. <laughs> Robbie the robot. Robbie? <laughs> yes, Robbie the Robot, which is an absurd robot who <laughs> is uh, it a sex bot? No, it's not a sex spot, but it oh. it uh at first it's like pretty like basic, but it has AI and it eventually begins to act and sound oh. exactly oh. like Uncle Simon. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So it it ends with her just instead of taking care of her old uncle, taking care of old...
1: Oh. cranky ass <laughs> <Robin>. robot. That's <laughs> yeah, that's the part I remember. That's pretty so, funny. I was so I was gonna say I think that that concept works really well as a sitcom.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like you know, it's not it's it's not a bad. I mean, it's like a twenty minute. It's fine. It's definitely lesser tier Twilight Zone. Um. But yeah,
1: so is
2: this is this why Elon Musk is building that stupid robot so that <laughs> as he keeps like popping out kids like he can robot. plant his
1: consciousness and yeah. to yeah. to buy or not buy future well, social networks? I guess
2: the difference is it seems like Uncle Simon's robot worked. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so that's that's Uncle Simon. That's Uncle Simon. Um and that is uh so Don Siegel did that. Now what's interesting about Don Siegel? Is we're, we're going to get into the just in a second, but he he did uh, Twilight Zone kind of middle of his career. He had done a bunch of other work in Hollywood. I think he, at this he had already done um, yeah, but Body Snatchers. He would have been done with by then.
3: Yeah, right?
2: yeah. he would have done
0: Body Snatchers.
2: Then that he would have been some... just
1: before the Twilight Zone. That would have been mid fifties, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. I want no to say fifty seven, but I could be wrong. Though. It's like no yeah. way to find out. there's no way to look fifty
1: six. Oh,
0: uh cool. so yeah this is like you know seven or eight years later he did this so he you know he did movies we'll, we'll go on his career later did he on. have a gambling problem and
2: he's <laughs> <laughs> looking for work why was he going
0: back to yeah TV? he went slumming um, well we can get to it later but he um he's a he's i think he's got a fascinating career but uh he doesn't find his career to be that fascinating uh don siegel apparently uh when it would come up about him being an auteur or having a style he Uh, simply described himself as a whore who simply worked for the money. (laughs) Well, he he, he
2: either didn't like his work or he had a really good sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Probably the latter.
1: No, I I like a guy who doesn't take himself seriously and just knows he's like, I just tell people in funny costumes to do stuff. People give me scripts
2: and I make it happen. I think his movies, like, there's some, like, thematic similarities in them, I suppose, but I don't really think he's, like... Visually, there's like I don't know, like I don't, I don't think he's distinctive in that way.
1: Really, he uh, so interestingly, his career goes back so far that he was kind of a second unit guy for Casablanca. He, yeah, direct, he did.
0: He, he he was a montage guy. He would yeah, make so he was. Montages. So
1: like he was, you know. I guess we nowadays it's the assistant director where like they'll be like, just go out and shoot some landscapes so that I don't have to do it. But I guess he did that and um he did a couple montages i it's weird because i'm or his wikipedia says he was also the montage guy for now voyager yes
0: he did the opening montage for that too yeah
1: so that movie is awesome yeah like he goes back quite a ways and then like you said gets into television pretty mid-career
0: right Right. So then later career, and we'll we'll kind of go back more in his career. Later career he does The shootest which is what we're here today. We're back in the old West. It is uh, not a TBS show. It is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Shootist does sound like it would be a show on TV.
2: Wasn't TBS.
1: It, a, it also Wasn't there a Mark Wahlberg movie with Shooter or Shootist or something? There's So there's yeah. there's
0: there was Shooter which he was in and then there was Shoot 'em up. Which uh, mm. I think Joe and I both agree is an underrated, yeah, that's uh, a fun one. underrated movie with um, another "Where Did He Go" guy. I feel like Clive Owen. Clive Owen should have been a bigger star for longer.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: He had that sh- I think Showtime show or Cinemax where he played like the cokehead doctor. But uh, I heard it's good. I haven't seen it.
1: See. Oh, Shooter is one of oh, many. Shooter. Mo-
2: that's the one where Mark Wahlberg basically assassinates Dick Cheney in it, right?
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm just reading the <laughs> description. He is force recon marine scout, uh, veteran, framed for murder by a rogue unit of personnel. Oh, rogue unit of personnel!
3: Well,
1: so, um, I mean, it's directed by Anton Fuqua, so I'm, I'm curious well, about it. Well, I mean, um, could stars could be anything then. Well, right. Uh, but li- <laughs> listen, listen to this cast: uh, Michael Pena, Danny Glover, Kate Mara, Levon Helm. And I think this seals the deal. Ned Beatty. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
2: I've only heard other people talk about it, but I heard it's like one of those where you look back and and like I said, it's, it's, he he tries to assassinate a very thinly veiled like Dick Cheney stand in. And then it's one of those movies where it's like, how did this get made? And then why did Mark Wahlberg of all people make it? Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: a good point. So, well, um, the Shootist, which is what we're talking about, is n- much different. Yeah, much different. We have it's a it's a, a western, kind of an end of the era western. Uh, we 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 meet our main character, the the titular Shootist, if you will. Uh, John Wayne rides into town. He has a confrontation with a guy. Which listen, big fan, big fan. It kind of reminded me of because he's an older guy. What is that meme with the stick up? With like the old guy that looks like he's, you know, he's like call the police,
1: and then he uh, like I'm, turns I'm the,
0: sure. turns the gun on the other guy. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: that's great. <laughs> that, that's one of my favorite things.
0: Call the police, but not for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what happens in this movie. Is this guy sticks him up, and then, uh, you know, John Wayne, you know, right away shows the, like, hey man, just get still Always. got it.
1: Well, we also have a montage showing that he's the best best there ever was,
0: right, yeah, with a bunch of like clips from old John Wayne movies yeah that's that's a good point um so okay, so he comes into town and uh Carson City I believe is where he comes into and uh he uh he goes to meet old doc Hosteller, which is played by a uh also very old James Stewart, which guys let me tell you give me. Give me Jim Jimmy Stewart and John Wayne just shooting shooting the breeze back and forth. I'll watch. Enti- I mean, I have watched entire movies of that. Like that's, I'm all in. What if they
2: like those two in like that bucket list movie? So instead of like Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman, it's, it's Jimmy Stewart. What a Brian what
1: a poll you just had there, Joe. God, that's a,
0: good. That's good. Uh, what about Wild Hogs? Like an early Wild oh, Hogs. we need more. We need more guys. Then <laughs> that's going to join them? John Carradine's in this movie too you could have him he's the Undertaker guy okay. you could have him And
2: then, uh, <laughs> let's just throw Cary Grant in there yeah
3: he's That'd about be- the right age. so th-
1: this movie does one of those things that I feel like was only done in the 70s is Jimmy Stewart is a special guest star in the credits
0: yes yes very TV thing to do
1: and I part of it is that Jimmy Stewart had more or less retired from movies because he was, he had hearing issues and couldn't hit his marks. Yeah. But John Wayne, uh, John Wayne knew this was going to be his final film and he want, want all his pals. So like <laughs> you, you really get the sense like, all right, we'll just get Jimmy Stewart here for like a day or two. Like right. it's all, it's all inside. And, and he's fine.
0: I, yeah. He's, he's fine. The problem was on the set. The reason Jimmy Stewart retired, uh or stopped acting i guess was his hearing had gone severely while they were shooting vintage like old dudes right like anyone who's like gone to like family events or you know i remember a lot of times like you know thanksgivings or christmases or whatever and and, you know eventually after the meal the the men kind of retire into the into the living room and they sit on the couch in the recliners and they talk. And then the women are usually in the kitchen talking at the table, hanging out. And, do you uh, go to family gatherings
2: in 1952. This <laughs> is what it was your like. Fa-
1: for your family me gathering is a Norman Rockwell. Painting. It
0: absolutely was. This is what it was. And I would normally not spend much time with the men because no, none we of noticed. them could. We noticed. <laughs> None of them could hear, so it was just just dudes yelling at each other and repeat themselves over and over again. So, you could hear the TV from the
2: end of the driveway.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> the TV would be blaring, huh? Yeah. So repeat it God, and, can you uh, can
1: can you imagine the dailies for this and the editor just hobbling? Guys like what? Huh?
0: I, <laughs> there's apparently at one point, uh, you know, Seagull is getting frustrated by it and uh apparently you know telling them they had to do a little better and john wayne apparently said if you'd like the scene done better you would better get a couple of better actors (laughs) (laughs) that's funny uh so anyway so they they go back and you know they talk and and uh they you know essentially uh john wayne had gone uh, his character is jb books had gone to a different sawbones. Uh, this is another guys. I love sawbones. Just referring to a doctor or a surgeon as sawbones. God, awesome. We got to bring that back.
2: I don't really want to.
0: You don't oh. want to call him
2: sawbones. You don't no. want to like in casual we, conversation. I think we I should only to call, be thinking about cutting into my flesh.
1: We should only call surgeons sawbones. Okay, fair, fair.
0: So if one of us gets a surgery, surgery, we could say we yeah, went sawbones. I, saw
1: I, I don't yeah, want to go like my general practitioner and be like, "What's up, sawbones." <laughs>
0: uh so he eventually essentially says like i need a second opinion and because my health have kind of having some issues and essentially confirms that uh john wayne character has cancer and only has weeks to live he's it's gonna you know he essentially gets laudanum and essentially tells him like you know uh you don't want to wait for this death to get you jimmy was, stewart
1: all but says like you should go out getting shot in a blaze of glory right (laughs) that is that is jimmy stewart's old western advice oh i love Um, it too by by the way um it is not throughout the movie it's not cancer it's a cancer which is which is a very old man thing yeah where it's like i have a cancer
0: yeah yeah that's true um so he's gonna stay in town for a little bit goes to a, a boarding house owned um by uh uh, 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 it's Lauren Ms. Bacall, Ms. Rogers, or Lauren Bacall. Which, when I, listen, this is no good, but I Duff, I know you and I go back on this. Lauren Bacall, you and I would always joke, it seemed like every four years at the Oscars, they would like cart her out to like for whatever reason.
1: I remember well, we would, always... uh, that's what the Oscars do, is they always <laughs> think it's like, hey, let's find someone, let's find the there's like five people from classic Hollywood still alive. Let's yeah. go to the home and check them out and we'll like and it's it's always it never goes well.
0: Yeah, it's like who could go longest without adult diapers? Let's get them. Like
1: <sighs> like the was it last year or 10 I don't know when it was, but they brought out Liza Minnelli and it's just yeah. like, "Oh no."
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah and Lauren Bacall I think was towards the end too. she died in 2014 and she was 89. It's all yeah, it's just like just let these people be in peace. Let them be in peace. Yeah. Um anyways, so he goes to live with or you know, stay at her boarding house and her son is played um <laughs>
1: by Ron Howard. <laughs>
0: by Ron Howard. I'd who, say a weak point in the Oh, uh, yes. Not as bad as I expected to be clear.
2: It's
1: bizarre because he, he, this is old. like the peak happy days fame so it's like exactly how he is on happy days like, this wasn't,
2: i thought happy days was out by now
1: yeah this is like so this movie is 1976 yeah, yeah this is like two three years into happy days oh, my
0: bad. I, for some reason i thought it came out
2: later and
1: Gosh, it, i didn't realize
0: it ran for 10 years jesus it, 11 years boy
1: and ron howard uh a bit of a distraction
0: yes not quite to the John Wayne, Lauren Bacall, Jimmy Stewart, Statma, Scatman Crothers uh local <laughs> yeah. actor. Uh Scatman uh,
1: Scat, Scatman Crothers a bit of a distraction but in a charming way.
0: Scatman would be the guy that would be another actor you add to the the Wild Hogs version of sure, this movie. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um by the way, this is there's there's only a handful of careers you can get in the world with your name is Scatman, right? Um,
1: yeah, I,
3: it,
0: th- are,
2: we're not going to talk about the other one, are we? <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining.
2: Like, sh- we all... should.
1: You should Google. You should look that up, Rob.
0: <laughs> uh, but I, he's a guy. Whenever he shows up in movies, uh, I'm always a big fan. Um,
2: so I, w- obviously... I wish he
1: just lifted off different types of food, like in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they should have uh, brought that painting that he's like laying down on. The his, like, yeah
1: his his <laughs> his nude black power painting that he has in Florida or wherever he goes to.
0: Uh so uh, Miss Brooks uh Lauren or Miss Rogers Lauren McCallker doesn't really want him around cuz it gets out essentially, that he is JB Books he's a famous you know older gunslinger which brings all these people Colin to either write, like, stories about him or uh, criminals trying to be the ones that kill him. Um, She she is 100% right.
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) Literally, there's a shootout one night (laughs) in her house. Yeah. and so essentially this movie, you know, and we mentioned a shootout and we mentioned that we'll get to the ending where there's another big shootout. But it's actually a, a fairly quiet film of an old man it, getting his affairs in order before he dies. It is
1: Kind of a meandering, shaggy dog movie of just this old, this old dude just wants to die in peace. Yeah. <laughs> like that is the movie.
0: Yep. He just, he just, you know, and the pain's getting worse and he just kind of, you know, he, he gets his laundry done, he gets his <laughs> hair cut, he just wants to look good, he decides the day it's going to be, and essentially he sends off uh, Ron Howard to, like, get these three various criminals and gunslingers that are in town that have a, a beef with him from previous years to kind of all be in the same area. Ron um,
1: Howard's entire purpose in this movie is just to run errands for him. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Ron Howard. If you eliminated Ron Howard in this, you really wouldn't lose much because I, he doesn't. I mean, well, he kind of he kind of develops like a a father. Uh, he sees yeah. him as a father figure. It's very Shane esque but really, uh, like there's there's a scene where, um, Ron Howard's like, "Can you teach me how to shoot?" And then it's pretty apparent that Ron Howard can already shoot very well. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
1: It's true. Like, I'm like, he hits all six shots and then John Wayne does it and they're lined up more. But I'm like, well, he already knew how to shoot really well. What What's going on here?
2: Um. Well, he's just kind of like, like this movie, I think is just mostly just, I, I know we're going to bring this movie up later, but I just thought it was kind of like a, like a, a prototype for Unforgiven, but with like talent involved that wasn't willing to go all the way. And mm. it's deconstruction and cynicism about the western because, like, I think obviously John Wayne still believed in that kind of a movie. Yeah. Whereas, like, Unforgiven seems like pretty clearly to be uh, Clint Eastwood's like apology about right, like the, his participation in the depiction of violence and deconstructing the, that that genre. This movie, I think, thematically is basically the same. It's but Ron been, Howard just makes creates like a more like delivers that lesson in a less bleak and more family Don Siegel, way. not Ron. Well, Howard. Well, no, I just mean Ron Howard is oh, like okay. at the the way. Well, I guess this skips to the ending, but the ending is basically us seeing Ron Howard's character learn the lesson that the audience is meant to learn at the end of Unforgiven, right?
1: Yeah, and it's, yeah, and I, to your point, you're you're right about John Wayne wouldn't allow. Uh, To go all the way with the kind of deconstruction, because I guess in the the book, the source material, uh, he is mortally wounded and uh, Gillum is Ron Howard's name. Yeah. um, Kind of mercy kills him. And John Wayne's like, no, uh, that sucks. And and so in the movie, he's shot in the back, right? Yes. by the, yeah, and, by the and bartender jo- and John Wayne's like the only way anyone could take down John Wayne is if they shoot him in the back and John like John Wayne was really proud of in all his movies he never shot anyone in the back
0: yeah mm-hmm. I think that was the only thing he wanted to make sure his character didn't shoot anyone in the back yeah Yeah. yeah. By,
1: you know, the way, I, by the way that's dumb <laughs> like, <laughs> like, does I, he
0: know that these are movies
2: yeah it's like it's I'm dumb. a movie star with incredible amounts of power and made sure that my guy was always the good guy completely I'm like alright man
1: yeah, and just the whole the thing of like, oh, he can't shoot someone in the back. Like, well, you shouldn't shoot people in general. But
0: you know what? It's funny you say that because I remember there was a there was a there was some hunting murders that happened up in the Spooner area when I was <laughs> uh, when I was younger. And mm-hmm. part of the thing, I remember my dad couldn't get around. He's like, he shot him in the back. Like that, like, so there's like, I mean, I've heard people like, especially older men be like, and they even shot him in the back. Can you believe that? I feel like that's well, it's like, coward- it is cowardly. Yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, I agree, Duff. You shouldn't be yeah, shooting people. I do. Yeah, I, that, I, <laughs> I,
1: I, feel like that's almost connected to this mythology of the West in America. Like, it's okay to shoot someone. Just don't do it in the back.
3: No, it's it's less like,
1: bad. it's like in Dr. Strangelove where it's like, you can't fight in here. This is the war room.
0: Yeah. Well yeah. I, I, right, I listen, see what listeners, you're saying. Come
1: at us with your takes about shooting people in the back. Um
0: you know you know what happened, Duff, is all these the generation of people like you and younger who believe you can shoot someone in the back and it's not a big deal are all the anonymous posters online. Mm,
1: keyboard warriors. <laughs>
0: keyboard warriors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the back in the old days you'd write a letter with your name on it
1: to the to the paper you'd own you'd you'd own someone by western union
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like if you uh if you like screenshot someone's tweet when you already have them blocked like they can't see they can't see you you yeah yeah
0: you can't you can't engage in
2: that kind of behavior on the internet absolutely um
0: joe your point about this movie like comparing to unforgiven which i think is obviously a a fair comparison but also the differences I, i i agree with you i don't think this movie Works great in a like deconstruction or in like an end of the West type thing. I, however, do really enjoy it as like old man getting his 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 like affairs in order and like ending his you know having his life end the way he wants to, like just from that point, and then the subtext that this is John Wayne's last movie and he essentially like you know brought his friends in to do this movie with him as his last movie kind of like makes it work for me even more so that way
2: yeah it's pretty good i don't know
1: yeah um, I, I i enjoyed it i'm not nuts about it um i'm probably never gonna watch it again but it's you know like you said it's it's fun to watch uh, a bunch of people from the the golden age of hollywood on kind of a last hurrah like jimmy stewart didn't really make uh many movies if any after this although he, i d- I do know his last movie. He was in the the Five sequel. Yeah, it
0: doesn't count. You voice a character. That's a voicemail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who
0: cares? A
1: voicemail. Uh, it
0: doesn't count.
1: Uh, just so, in general, voice
2: acting doesn't count. Or when he
0: doesn't. No, I just mean like when we're like, if you're a voice actor and you have a voice acting career, it counts. But if you're just a star and you
1: lend your they, voice, they to just want a hound dog that or whatever that sounded like Jimmy Stewart.
0: Right. Yeah. It doesn't count. It's um, like, or like like Orson you can't Wells be like oh, Transformers. I, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, like you can't just be like, "Oh, I think one of their best performances is when they voiced this character on." Like, "Come on, get out of here."
1: Um, I will one thing I wanted to bring up, um I'm I'm upset that this movie glosses over something that I feel like we the audience were cheated out of in the, the which Queen is nine. that uh <laughs> that Jimmy Stewart gives John Wayne a rectal exam to to get to check out his tumor yeah um he like puts out this tape this like frankenstein's lab looking uh chair and he's like all right get them trousers down and like i feel like we should have seen that we need that
2: can i just push back on something rob said yeah a little bit to embrace debate like i do think it I, i do think it counts in the case of jim varney uh, oh, whose final slink, performances were as, as voice actors in *Atlantis: The Lost Empire*, and uh, I just find that whole argument a little bit disrespectful to Jim, <laughs> leaving us with *Toy Story 2* and <laughs> *Atlantis: The Lost Empire*.
1: That is an excellent point, Joe.
2: Robert, Ernest gets ca- buried. Care to apologize?
1: <laughs> Shut up, man! <laughs> uh, All right. How about would
2: you would would you watch? Would you watch? Uh huh. If, like, th- this was made and it was, like, lost in the vault and they found okay. it, Ernest Goes to Hell. I would
0: I, I, would, I would watch Ernest Goes I, to Hell. <laughs> I would watch it. <laughs> yeah, Who should play the devil? Um,
1: well, the problem is they never got anyone even marginally famous besides uh, yeah, that, Jim Varney. That's true. Uh, yeah. uh,
2: I was going to say, like, just thinking of someone famous enough in the 90s, I'd like Damon Wayans in that role. I'd like to see him and Jim cut it up.
0: I mean, here's the first thing I thought of is uh, is John Candy in Plane, Trains, and Automobiles when he's the devil in oh, yeah. the car. And, like, yeah, uh, he that's, he that. God, that's
1: such, <laughs> it's such a good, like, blink-and-you'll-miss-it gag, but, yeah, man, so that's funny. good. Um, um, for some reason, I was just thinking of, like, hasbens and people in the 90s who are about that tier. I don't even know if I'd like it, but for some reason, Andy Dick as the devil popped into okay. my head. Okay. I mean, you know
0: somebody's got to go with your gut? You know, some of this stuff um so uh yeah so that's that's the shootest i listen i love westerns you give me you give me old western sets you give me like uh also like generally in a a movie like this i actually feel like this movie's not nearly as sentimental as it could be in like a good way like i kind of maybe this is dark on my way but like i kind of enjoy on movies when someone gets like this you know this Diagnosis of they're going to die instead of being like you know uh, thinking spiritual he, about it or anything to just sort of be like well I'm just going to try to this sucks and is terrible and uh, you know
1: what it's a very what, stoic old man attitude yeah,
3: about it
0: yeah I, I like that I, that that stuff I I don't know I just enjoy it, rather than being like oh I'll get to see my 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 former wife up there in heaven when this is done or. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll I, do, see I, Jim Varney, I do agree with you. Um, so I was going to mention maybe one reason that I didn't love this movie or wasn't super into it was uh, this follows very closely the structure of uh, yes. a movie, The Gunfighter, with Gregory yes, Peck, which is uh, John Wayne could have done but didn't,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: that. Ironically, that movie was made. I don't know, at least ten to fifteen years 1950. earlier. 1950. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. is that far back? That movie owns and is yeah, great. Yeah, it's great movie. Uh, and actually, kind of, it oddly it pushes that deconstruction way more than this does. Um, yeah. And yeah. but it's the same premise. It's like uh, Gregory Peck. Uh, it. it kind of focuses more on that uh you know a man you know even if you mend your ways the past will catch up with you but the same basic premise like he just comes to town wants to be left alone he's not dying but it's like everyone's like oh i think it's johnny ringo is the name of his character johnny ringo yep uh but it's the same premise like he just wants to be left alone live his life in peace and everyone comes for a piece of johnny ringo so you can't can't run away from those demons
0: yeah i mean um, I I think I thought I read somewhere maybe I'm wrong, but that that was like part of the reason why John Wayne wanted to do this movie is he was like oh this is like the gunfighter I, yeah. that I and I could have done that and I didn't. Um yeah no that's a good poll that's a good poll another another great um, I watched that recently on the old train out west actually I watched <laughs> oh, the Gunfighter I really did uh, a Amtrak um
1: Pe- people like. Between this and like your stories about hunting and whatnot, like you're people would think you're like eighty five years old. <laughs> <laughs> um Are you having a sarsaparilla? <laughs> oh
0: man, I would I would like a good sarsaparilla. Well, this is good no, drink.
1: I can't I can't fault you. Um.
0: So yeah, we mentioned. Oh, sorry, those.
1: it was Jimmy Ringo. <laughs> okay,
0: way off. Yeah. Uh, speaking of another tombstone reference, Joe Bat Masterson. Yeah, uh, is referenced in this movie I noticed that I, actually, I forgot about it though but yeah that's true so uh, you know oh, right back right back to Tombstone uh, so Don Siegel he did this movie and I, we mentioned he had done previously he had done uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers and then uh, shortly after doing not shortly but a little bit after he was in kind of the TV world for a while with Twilight Zone in the 60s his big hit Um, is Dirty Harry
1: tapped into that vigilante fever (laughs) going around?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like Dirty Harry is like a real like. It's I have like a Dirty Harry on one hand. I feel bad
1: enjoying Dirty Harry because it's it's well made. It's got to be
0: one of the most important like action movies ever. From just like how it,
1: yeah, you know, because all that stuff wasn't a cliche yet. Like that was the first time where you see. I mean I guess in westerns you would have people like you know throw their badge away at the end sometimes but like this was a modern cop doing it. I mean French
0: Connection and Dirty Harry both came out in 71. It's pretty wild. Like yep. and Gross they squeeze. both taught us an important lesson mm-hmm. <laughs> that
2: cops should be allowed to do whatever they want.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then Charles Bronson picked up that lesson and ran with it. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> True.
0: Yeah he did. Uh, so he did Dirty Harry which I've seen obviously. Uh, but he did, I was there five different movies he ended up doing with Clint Eastwood? With like, um, I, I thought
1: you were going to say uh, Dirty Harry movies, but yeah. No,
0: <laughs> there are five Dirty Harry movies. Jim are- Carrey is in the last one, but those are only one of them directed by Don Siegel. Yeah. Uh, no, he did um, Two Co- Meals for Sister Sarah, Coogan's Bluff, Dirty Harry, Escape from Alcatraz, and The Beguiled, which is just recently got remade by Sofia Coppola. I have not seen either oh, of them. Oh, that's
1: right uh t- two meals for sister sarah i remember seeing bits of that on tv and that is a funny concept because i believe it's shirley MacLaine plays a nun and clint eastwood has to escort her to safety and it's just guys antics and, <laughs> and b- banter
0: uh, <laughs> does he lose his patience
1: with her from time to time i i believe he does <laughs> oh boy um
0: He's also did the, the killers and um, Charlie Verrick, which I've we almost talked about, but I've heard a lot of good things about. And then another like a, a, a noir movie called The Lineup, which I watched and really liked as well. It's a
2: great name for a movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got Eli Wallach in it too. Oh,
2: it's
1: a good um, time.
0: But uh, Joe, you mentioned you mentioned well mentioned for first off of Don DeSigo, a couple interesting things about him. Uh, Duff already brought up that he worked in – In Hollywood, I think, uh, you know, he did, like, opening montages and second unit directors, which is kind of where he learned to work quick and fast and accurately. Um, I mentioned that some people, like Truffaut, have since, like, mentioned him as, you know, having his own style, at which point, like I said, Siegel says no, I just worked for money. Um, His last movie (laughs) that he did, I have not seen. It's called Jinxed, which is, like funny that you do a movie called Jinx, and it ends up going so bad that your career essentially ends. (laughs) Um, It's a movie that stars Bette Midler. Now, I don't want to get the Midler Hive after me. I know Hocus Pocus 2 just came out, and you know, I enjoy Hocus Pocus. Um, Apparently, um, Don Siegel and her had many clashes, arguments, and fights. So much so that he had a heart attack. Oh, no. And uh, He did write a book before he died, and apparently... Uh, He didn't say much about her or what happened on that movie, which, uh, you know, good for him for maybe not dragging her. But apparently at one point he was quoted as saying, (laughs) I'd let my wife, children and animals star before I'd subject myself to something like that again.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I guess that uh, Sam Peckinpah had to come in and finish up the film. We, yeah, we, so that's, we need
2: to calm everyone down. Let's get
0: Peckinpah in there.
2: Well, let's, so that's, let's get
1: that's, famous uh <laughs> alcoholic gun enthusiast Sam Peckinpah. He
0: was uncredited, but that's a, that's a very good transition because he uh Peckinpah was very thankful for Siegel for bringing him on because at that point Peckinpah had also had many many clashes, with burned producers. a lot of bridges. <laughs> yeah, so seagull's the guy who gave him a chance to return. Uh, I think he did second unit work, and then um, eventually would end up getting hired one more time to do his final film. So uh, there is like a Don Siegel, The Peckinpah connection, and then also the other one we've mentioned is Unforgiven. Clint Eastwood, you know, was in five movies with him, and uh, he dedicates Unforgiven to Don Siegel and Sergio Leone. So um, yeah, yeah, definitely a connection there.
1: Cause I think he said that those were the two people who taught him about directing and that right. um, the seven, like this was the era when Eastwood started directing, but I know he learned a lot from those guys probably where he picked up his uh shoot it quick and on, on budget right. and on schedule mentality.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean to Joe's point earlier about Seagull, like there is thematic things with like, Villains and heroes kind of having similar moral codes, often in his movies. Oh, uh, uh, we didn't
1: we didn't mention uh, John Wayne's code in this movie. Oh uh, yeah. So he, he has three things he will not he that he will not abide. He won't mm-hmm. be wronged, mm-hmm. won't be insulted, mm-hmm. and he won't be laid a hand on.
3: Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are all.
1: Those are reasonable. Yeah, yeah and prefer
0: I prefer to avoid those things. And he says, "I don't do those things." I don't do these things to other people, and I
1: require the same from them. Yeah.
0: i and Now, if they do, he kills them.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the thing. He's... It's it's that roadhouse mentality of be nice yep. until it's time to not be nice.
0: Yep. Until until they don't you don't get to be nice anymore. Um. Yeah. So that's Don Siegel. Um. He. Uh. You know. Pretty. Pretty good long career. I mean, if you go all the way back to Casablanca. I mean, if you hey, if he, you were to just go from like Casablanca to like being, you know, uh, mentioned at the in the credits of Unforgiven, and that's, that's, that's fifty years of doing yeah, things. He
1: he was working for a good forty plus years there. Yeah, yeah. Until he was derailed by Bette Midler. <laughs>
0: Bette Midler came in there. <laughs> he oh, was
2: murdered boy. by Bette Midler.
0: <laughs> 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 Ursula screwed him over. Um. So okay, so the question I have, and I don't know if we've ever had this question, uh, who are like if I think I know Duff's answer. I think I know Duff's answer on this, but like, who's your who who's your who's your person? Who's your person or people? If you want to go just one, or if you want to go an actor, an actress, but classic Hollywood that you're like, man, this this performer, I'm ah, in.
1: So what do you define as classic? Because uh, I mean, yeah, I know, like if you like to, the studio era is usually thought of like the 20s to 1950 ish
0: yeah that's what i'm thinking okay so
1: yeah. i can't i can't say newman because he's he's one yeah. he's so you got to
0: say gregory peck which would be your other answer i'm guessing but yeah. maybe i'm wrong
1: no i mean it would probably be peck uh i will say uh betty davis is great
0: oh graz has they never did they ever do a movie together
1: i don't believe so yeah, I don't think so either.
0: Um, so I... my fir- I mean, Both my Emmy listen. I don't think we're going to be going all out there for crazy answers on this. Um, but Jimmy Stewart for me. That's why I bring it up. I just... Um, I, I like a lot of his movies. He did a lot of Westerns. I like... I mean, I actually think... Uh, a lot of work he did in Westerns, I like quite a bit. Um, and then... And then the actress that's really grown on me over the years, who I like whenever she's in a movie, I'm like, Ooh, big fan, Barbara Stanwyck.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, she's she's a good one.
0: Um, so those those are like those are my would be my two.
1: Uh,
2: in terms of like the big stars, uh, it would be Hepburn and Bogart for me. Mm. But. but the one who really has me perk up when they show up on screen, literally mm-hmm. every time, is our good friend Peter Lorre. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's good. That's yep. good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just I I don't I've I I haven't seen all of the movies he's been in, but I've never seen one where he wasn't great. Uh, oh yeah, that's oh yeah, good.
1: he's he's yeah, like you said, one of those guys where even if the movie is not good, you're like, well, it has Peter Lorre, so it can't be all bad. Yeah. Right. That's Love good. That guy. Yeah. I wish.
2: It's sad that he didn't live longer, but oh well.
1: The uh, the one for my this was just, before people knew smoking was bad for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one the, the, and drinking.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the one that I think just misses a cutoff for this would be Montgomery Cliff for me. I mean, he starts like late forties, right? Like that. I don't know. I feel like yeah. he's kind of in no, he's good. Um Another guy, tragic, didn't go great.
1: Well, that's got his got his face mangled.
0: Got his face mangled, and then got one of the most beautiful people of all time to like reach in and pull his tongue out of his mouth so he wouldn't die. Yeah,
1: so, I mean so. he. It was rough being a closet homosexual. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, tell you so, so.
1: So I'm gonna spin this around. Tell yeah. you what. Tell you. I think I. I know Rob's on my side on this. You know, it was overrated. Gary Cooper. That guy sucks. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't I haven't really seen very many of his films and I'm, it doesn't uh, seem like I'm missing out on uh, dulls empty <laughs> yeah
0: empty coat man just awful awful yeah. um, John Wayne though listen I get it I I, I kind of get a little irritated people are like oh he's not a very good actor like well that's fine he's a star and I he, like
1: the he John is, Wayne star has charisma yeah. Gary Gary Cooper does not
0: they didn't no. and and he can even play Mongolian guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah check out the conqueror yes speaking of maybe we should end on this uh old john wayne if you want to go back we, we talked about the conqueror which is a movie where allegedly he may along with most of the other cast and crew had gotten cancer on set um this is his final role uh not and like he wasn't he wasn't like dying of cancer on set but he had gone through a lot of different cancer treatments. He
1: he no longer had an even number of lungs. He yeah, he had an movie. odd number
0: of lungs. Uh, rib cages, ribs were missing. Uh, he didn't yet have... No, I think he had had some cancer and had that cut out too at this point.
1: Yeah, he, he was being held together with, with duct tape. And, you know, yeah. he he was not in great physical shape. He was an old man, but still able to get on a horse. Did not. I don't believe he had any stunt doubles. I mean, it wasn't. There weren't any big races or anything, but still, still got up on that horse.
0: And another fun fact: that horse is like one of his favorite horses that he was in a bunch of movies with. And then he actually used the real name of the horse in the movie. He had the script written so that he would actually use Dollar, the name of the horse,
1: because he loved being on that horse for all those movies. Oh, that's nice of him. Yeah, a little
0: horse trivia. Uh.
1: So. Uh, I don't know if it's funny or not, but interesting thing is that they cut a scene of this movie into a PSA for the American Cancer Association. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the scene where uh, Jimmy Stewart tells him, and he, then he's like, you have a cancer. Uh, <laughs> you have a cancer. you going to rip God. through your body in
2: two weeks. <laughs> You'll my, wish you were dead sooner.
1: I put my, my fingers in your butt. You got a cancer.
3: Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God, that i love how he's like so
2: they they show this part in the commercial where he's like uh, no matter how many times i do it uh, just giving people news they don't want to hear and I, I can never figure it out and then john as well just say it then and then he's basically you're gonna fucking die yeah. <laughs> like he, he just like the whole rest of the movie he's just goes n- just goes nuts goes just, ham just on goes it man absolutely just... crazy saying like uh y- your, your entire body's gonna dissolve from the inside while you're screaming an egg in yeah. <laughs> here's
1: a bottle of laudanum i t- one one touch i really liked was his little ass pillow that he takes everywhere. oh my
0: god the butt pillow yes
1: it's his little fancy red butt cushion for, for his
3: yeah, I mean,
2: he gives it to the guy they have like a horse drawn like light rail system that goes to the small town i was like yeah they had better public transportation in the old west than they did than they do in like a minute-sized american city now
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah. It, I, where are that, they
2: in this movie? In this movie?
1: Carson City, Nevada. Uh,
0: Carson City. It's like ni- yeah, early 1900 or 1901. Yeah, right,
1: right at the turn of the century. Because someone mentions they saw with them fancy horseless carriages. Yeah, one
0: of the guys
2: that goes One after guy pulls up on it. Yeah. The guy, oh, that's right. I think one of the guys that tries to kill him at
0: the end is riding.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the, the future. Future coming to kill you. I mean- it's Like that, Terminator.
0: That Listen, guys, that ass pillow. By the time this movie is done, I was like, you know, this- i'm not a i'm not a collector i'm not someone who's like oh if i you could want the ass <laughs> pillow Ugh. if i could have anything from a set of movies of like if i could have the john wayne's ass pillow from the Shooters, you
1: wouldn't take like his eye patch from true grit or something no i'm
0: taking the ass pillow.
1: you want this old musty pillow that just <laughs> sweaty old man was on Filming his last movie. Like,
0: that he sat on when Jimmy Stewart just yelled at him, You're gonna die!
1: There's some cancer in your, your rectum.
2: <laughs> he, he probably leaked all over it after Jimmy's uh, fingers were inside of him.
0: Oh my god.
2: I got uh, some ash
1: juice on my, my just, floor.
2: You would You would take it everywhere, desperately hoping someone would ask you about it. Yeah. Hey, what's that pillow? Oh, oh, this old thing? Oh, this old
0: thing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, that thing kind of smells. Maybe you could take that outside. Mm-mm, nope.
2: <laughs> it, smells like, it smells like cigarettes and, and bourbon. Well. Oh, man. Yeah. Spends a but... little time in show business, you, uh, I know I say. <laughs> And <laughs> it's, but yeah, it's that 15 was, minutes of fame already and uh I've got my hands on it now. That it's was mine. one of
1: my favorite things in the movie was him just taking around his little comfy bright red pillow.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I think at one point does Jimmy Stewart be like, you know, he's like, Can you cut it out, Doc? He's like, I'd have to gut you like a fish. <laughs> he,
1: he gets every every time he asks a question, Jimmy Stewart gets mad. He's like, well, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I can't cut it out of y'all. <laughs>
0: Oh guys, I really like this movie.
1: Uh yeah, it's a it's, it's a likable movie. I'm not yeah I, I yeah. don't think I liked it as much as you did, but yeah, it's
0: it's it all right. It's all right. Uh anything else you guys want to talk about was shootist, the shootist or um Don uh, Siegel.
1: Just one little tidbit. All the blood in this is like oh, Ita- yeah. Italian Dario Argento Yeah. And high. like it is it is very <laughs> it's orange. <bright>. Yeah, it... <laughs> Like yeah. is, that, Don's- is that
2: is that is like that is that an issue in cuz this it's like that in a lot of movies like Bonnie and Clyde I remember the blood being like real weird. Like did they yeah. not figure out fake blood until the 80s or
1: something? I don't even by 70s standards this feel like it feels very bright. Is it like a film preservation issue? It could no, I, it also could Oh, be I think that. they
2: also don't isn't there rules about like Like the way the blood looks, if you don't want it to be
0: rated R or something. Yeah, I think it might be something like that because that's I think it's interesting. Also, think about this: when we came out, what seventy six on the same time as Taxi Driver. Um, Yeah, I think it's also because
2: Scorsese had to change
0: the shade of blood in Taxi
2: Driver to get it to to
0: pass muster. So maybe
2: that's what it is. Maybe
1: you just have to have your blood look so ridiculously fake that.
0: Well. I think it's kind of because, sh- like, this blood that you see in it, like, when you, you know, in it, similar in, in um Dirty Harry and stuff, it makes sense because that movie's, like, you know, the way this movie like, is so quiet and somber most of the time. Some old guy sitting on his ass pillow, and then all of a sudden there's a shootout, and just, like, this and insane amount of blood
1: just shoots yeah, out. Yeah, it, door it is. It's an Italian splatter film all of <laughs> yeah, a sudden. Yeah, like,
0: like,
2: we didn't talk about it, but the Pharaoh dealer, like, just asks a guy to leave. And then there's this sudden outburst of violence, which I, I guess I maybe that is meant to like fit in thematically with the film, which shows like all this like violent shoot it up old west is not romantic at all. Yeah, um, a lot of it's just made up, and when it does happen, it's just it's ugly. Yeah, it's ugly, and it and it leads to a person who dies alone and right. not particularly happy, like John Wayne here. So wow, he's got old Ron Howard
0: maybe. there with him.
2: Yeah, old Ronnie. Uh, Apparently, but yeah, there's so much blood, though.
0: Yeah. Apparently, um, someone asked Ron Howard, like, if John Wayne gave him any tips for acting during the movie. And he said during the shoot, like, the final uh, shootout, that apparently John Wayne was like, if you want to look menacing, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Close your mouth, Ron. Good good advice. (laughs) Oh uh, yeah, he got nominated. Ron Howard got nominated, I think, for like a Golden Globe or something. Ridiculous. Just, I know. I mean, the Golden Globes, like, whatever. Who
1: cares? I know, but just, I mean, he's just he's doing the same thing. I know we kind of dunk on Ron Howard a lot. At least he figured out he was not an actor pretty early True. on. I mean, he yeah, he was famous since he was like six, but I think he realized like, mm, not a lot of range. Going to be a director.
0: Yeah. Well, wish we he'd figured out not to do that. To, to, to... <laughs> <laughs> you know what though you know what though i will give him credit for i like bryce
1: dallas howard i was gonna say his hot daughter i like bryce dallas howard yeah what
2: a, what a weird coincidence that um the daughter of a famous hollywood director was able to carve out an acting career like guys it's, it's so it's weird strange. to see how that yeah. that worked out
3: well anyways
0: well speaking speaking of ladies guys mm-hmm. next season next season next episode we're gonna talk about a uh uh, the only, I believe, I'll have to, you know, I'll have to do some research before. And the only female director in Twilight Zone episodes, Ida Lupino Yeah, we're going to talk about the movie The Hitchhiker that she directed. So, uh, you know, kind of uh, trying, you know, going. I think she had. Well, well, listen, I haven't done enough research to answer all these questions that no one's asking right now. But I think she had done movies and then went into TV rather than the other way around.
1: I believe that's right, but we'll find out.
0: Um, but, uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, you know, if you are uh, a fan of this, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash themidnightboys. Or if you're like, I don't want to spend $2, but how, what can I do? You can tell people about this show, and they could listen to it. And then maybe they would be less cheap than you, and they would give us $2 yeah. for the Patreon. <laughs> 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 so either either pony up or tell five friends so that's what you got to do uh but tell, uh, tell
1: just never shut up about it, the same way rob would do with his ass pillow from this <laughs> oh, wait,
0: oh this all oh, that thing oh that's, that was it, would, John it, Wayne's. Would,
1: it would be in a glass case in your home and you'd have like the little car alarm where a be beep beep when you when you went out so no one would steal it you know <laughs>
0: I have a little moped I take to work. I, I got a new one and I I bought a little a little handlock, the mm-hmm. this, uh, green handlock that I put on the brakes so that people can't steal it when I'm gone. You
1: you would only touch it wearing white gloves like when Lloyds of London brings out jewels or something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that mud pillow <laughs> it'd be, it'd be like when Lizzo got that flute a couple, a week or two oh, ago or something. God yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you, you just, just like present that. it to some honored guest like, <laughs> know, I'm gonna let you watch I'm gonna let you watch this movie on my ass pillow. I don't
1: I don't do this for every guest but would you like <laughs> would you like to sit on john wayne's ass pillow 100
0: percent. what happened is i would get that pillow and within a week i would go downstairs and see my son setting it up along with the other pillows to play the floor's lava and i'm yeah. like god's oh, john wayne's butt pillow you can't play floor's yeah. lava with that
1: he would make a fork with it
0: yeah <laughs> do you know how much this is worth all right well guys it's been fun to go out west again with you indeed yep and uh, i guess i'll be back next week talking about the hitchhiker